Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode 65. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm very excited you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm stoked that you're here, actually. I do encourage you to go back at some point and listen to the first couple episodes, episodes 0, 1, and 2. Those three kind of define what I'm all about, what this podcast is all about, why I've created this brand and how I feel about today's outlook on fitness and mental health and how they play together and how I think a lot of things need to change and how a lot of education needs to be uh, distributed, basically, and how like more people need to be taught how things work in the human body and how the mind works and how those things to, those two things play together. And it's just not really discussed enough and honestly, it's widely understudied. I believe it's widely understudied. Those two things, the mind-body connection is something that is not enough attention is given to in general. And I have seen over and over and over again through people that I know in my network, people I've trained, people I've coached, and just people who I have used as a mentor for myself, for my own development, I have seen in all those people uh, just how powerful the mind-body connection is. And you might be thinking just off of those words alone that this is like a really heady out there kind of thing to talk about, but it's real. Okay, it's, it's real. I understand what it sounds like. If you're kind of like talking about this, thinking about this, hearing about this for the first time, I understand what it sounds like. But I promise you the most successful people in the world in fitness, and I don't even necessarily mean people who are celebrities or people who are famous or people who make a living off that because there's plenty of people who do completely other things. However, at the same time, they also maintain a fitness lifestyle and you've never heard about them because they're just kind of your average Joe Schmoes. Those people who are able to do that, they have an extremely strong mind-body connection. Okay, I promise you that's what's going on. So anyway, if you're new to the podcast, Definitely go back and listen to those first episodes, and um, I'm glad you're here. So anyway, this episode is about the holidays, the upcoming holidays, especially if you live in the U.S., you probably have more holidays coming up if you celebrate Thanksgiving or whatever, but right around now, which is late October, early November, we've got essentially three or four holidays that almost everybody celebrates, or uh, some variation of those. So we got Halloween. We've got Thanksgiving. I know not everybody everybody celebrates that. Uh, that's in November. And then Christmas is in December. And I know not everybody celebrates Christmas, but there's also other religious holidays that people do celebrate. And then there's New Year's, which is right after, obviously, Christmas, December 31st, January 1st. So those four holidays tend to create an environment for people to put on weight, for people to eat a lot of crappy food, kind of forego working out, training, taking care of their body, and they just tend to live in the moment. They just tend to operate by this 
mindset and this lifestyle for a couple of months where they're just going to do whatever and quote unquote, enjoy the holidays. In fact, have you ever, have you ever been in that situation? Maybe you're in that situation right now where you just, you, you can look back on the past several years or some specific years in time when you look back where October, November rolled around and you said, I'm just going to enjoy the holidays. I'm not going to stress about training. I'm not going to stress about working out. I'm not going to stress or worry or concern myself with proper nutrition at all. I'm just going to enjoy the holidays, quote unquote, enjoy the holidays. Um, I've definitely done that before. I did that in the past. I know plenty of people that do that. I talk to people pretty much daily at this point, this time of year who say those things. I just want to enjoy the holidays. In fact, I'm working with somebody now that I, I've been talking to for a long time. I really want to coach this person. Uh, I really, really do. I'm not sure if it's going to work out or not. We keep going back and forth, but they, this particular individual is adamant that the forces of the universe in, in, in their own words, the forces of the universe are going to come together and they're going to create an environment where this person is going to be unable to, no matter what, unable to, uh, stay focused on nutrition and stay focused on training during the holidays. That is their own words in their own words. They're basically saying, well, in their own word, they are saying that there's too much temptation. There's too much temptation with holiday eating. There's too much temptation with holiday gatherings, drinking, um, and, and to, like moving, like going, visit people flying across the U S driving to people's houses, parties, whatever. There's too many things going on that are going to prevent that person from being able to stay fit, stay focused, eat properly, whatever during the holidays. Now to me, I hear that. And all I hear is Gordon, I'm not committed. I'm not committed to actually making a change because I'm weak. All right. That's basically what it is. I'm weak. I can't make the change. Now I understand how difficult it is to go through a fitness transformation. I understand how, how difficult it is to change your lifestyle, to embrace some of the things that you need to do. Some of the things you need to embrace in order to achieve success in fitness. I understand that. But by saying out loud and proclaiming that the forces of the universe are going to come together during this holiday season and prevent me from being able to do this is bullshit. That is a, a weak thing to say. That is a sign of weakness. And that is also a sign that you're not ready. Okay. You haven't hit the point yet where you are ready to actually move forward and actually get the thing you want. Actually, it's, it's kind of interesting and ironic that I brought this up. I didn't intend on it, but because I'm talking about this, I want you to understand something. If this is you at any situation, it doesn't have to be the holidays at any point in time. If you are the person that says, I really, really, really need to, I want to experience a fitness transformation of some type, some kind. I want to, I want to lose 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds, hundred pounds. I want to put on muscle. I want to look lean. I want to look muscular, whatever it is. If you are saying those things and then in the same breath also saying, however, I know that there are too many temptations that are going to keep me from being able to be successful. If you are saying those things, you're not ready. If you are saying those things, you are not ready. And honestly, at this point, at this stage in my business and other coaches are, are along, they work on the same lines, honestly. Um, I won't, I won't work with someone like that. 
So this person that I'm describing that I'm talking about, the more I think about it as I'm talking here in this podcast, I'm thinking no matter what, I probably would not sign this person on anyway based on where their mindset is at, based on where they are mentally with their level of commitment to themselves. Because it doesn't matter how good a coach is or how good a trainer is or how good a program is that you have to follow or a meal plan or whatever. If you aren't committed, if you aren't going to make the change because you want it, then it's not going to happen. Yes, you need accountability. Yes, you need a meal plan. Yes, you need a training program. You need those things. Yes, you need mindset development and positioning. You need those things. They're essential. But if you are not committed, then you're not going to be able to make it work. You are not going to be successful. So with the holidays coming up, a lot of people end up in that mindset where they don't even want to try because they're giving up before they even get started. They're giving up before the holidays even really kind of set in. And beyond, let's be honest, the, ho- there's really, there's, there's the holidays themselves that only accounts for four days across three months, October, November, December, right? That's really four days. So even if you were to have a cheat meal or whatever, or two on each of those days, what, what about the other 87 days or whatever there is in there, right? What about the other days? There's so many more days there that you could be focused. Yes, there's probably a party or a gathering or a family get together or something here and there, but those don't last all day. And those aren't national holidays. And those are things that you need to go off the rails during. You can plan and prepare and do things, which I'm going to talk about in a minute to make those things manageable. Same with the holidays themselves. Just because you have a holiday gathering with your family on Christmas day or on Thanksgiving day doesn't mean that you can't prepare yourself ahead of time so that you can enjoy yourself on Thanksgiving or on Christmas or whatever day that is and not lose progress towards your goal. You can enjoy life and not lose progress. It's real. I promise. And while we're on the subject, you know, we're all human, okay? <laughs> but we're not naturally strong enough to just ignore good food. So I'm, I'm right there with you. When it comes to the holidays, when it comes to family get-togethers, when it comes to any occasion, really, I, I like to enjoy food. I mean, we have taste buds, right? And we have an emotional connection to food. So we have an emotional connection to our taste buds and the experience of eating good food, especially when we're with people we love. That is real. And I like to enjoy that too. The most fit people in the world like to enjoy that. You don't need to forego all of those things, all of those amazing experiences in life just because, just to get fit. You don't. I promise you do not. What you need to do is be mindful about how you eat and how you like live your life uh, nutritionally and activity-wise before and after those times. And the other times of the day, and the other times of the week, and the other times of the month. And if you do that, it makes those days, those occasions, not only does it make them more special because you're with people that you love that you probably don't see every day, but you also get to eat things that you normally wouldn't eat every day. And you get to enjoy a meal or a drink that you wouldn't normally enjoy on your average day. Right? Those, those experiences become even more enjoyable because it's a rare thing. 
I promise. So, you know, I promise that's, that's the way to do it. That's the way you need to be looking at it. But if you are in this mindset where you're just going to throw away two to three months because of those three or four days that you celebrate a holiday, that is the wrong mentality to have. That is the wrong mindset to have. Okay. So, you know, we have a responsibility to take care of ourselves. And fitness can be achieved by enjoying all of the things I just mentioned and still maintain that responsibility. Okay. That is a responsibility that each of us have all 7 billion of us, right? Obviously, if you're an infant, whatever, you know, it's not what I'm talking about. But if you are an adult, if you are a mature person, like maybe late teenage, whatever, that is your responsibility to take care of yourself. That is your responsibility to to, to make good, make good decisions, to make good decisions nutritionally, to make good decisions activity wise, because that is something only you can control. And you have that control that is in your power to do. Okay. Nobody else has that control over you. That is entirely up to you. Now you might feel like you get pressured a lot by your spouse or your best friend or your roommate or your mom or your dad or your sister or whatever. You might feel like because they have a lifestyle where they eat whatever and they're out of shape and they don't care and they want you to do the same, you might feel pressured, but guess what? They don't control you. So you might have to have the awkward conversation with them that is, hey, Jenny, I don't want to do this. I don't want to eat this. Okay. I don't want to eat this. I have a goal. I want to get to this goal. And that person, they, if they actually like love you, respect you, Uh, care for you and they're compassionate about the things that you want in life, then they will be okay with that. Right? This is actually a great thing to bring up because this is a, this is an identifier. This is an indication of whether or not that's a real friend. Because if you say those things, if you say, no, I don't, I don't want to drink a six pack tonight and eat a pizza and do this and that because I have these goals I'm going after and they say, okay, that's cool. That's fine. You know, if they're, if they're more in that mindset and that mode and they operate that way, that's an indication that they're actually a good friend. They're supportive and they want you to do the things that you want to do. But if they combat you on it and they fight you and they say, no, why are you being such a pussy? You need to, you need to drink this stuff. You need to eat this thing with me. You need to share this with me. Stop being so weak, you know, stop being such a wimp. Then that's, that's honestly, that's a great indication that that's not the person you want to be hanging around. Okay. I always talk about how you're the average of the people you hang around with the most. Okay. Cause that's very true. And this is just a prime example of that. So the more you hang around people like that, the more you hang around people who are going to combat you and fight you and argue with you about your choices in food and your choices and how you spend your time, the more you're going to be influenced by that. And the more you're going to make decisions that do not map to your goals. So Anyway, with that being said, moving into the holiday season and the holiday activities and the holiday parties and things like that, there's some things that you can do to make those days easier. Okay, there's some, there's like, the, the title of this podcast is how not to lose momentum around the holidays. And that is the aim of the content here. We're, we're trying to set ourselves up so that we do not lose momentum during the holidays, around the holidays. And if you are currently training towards an objective. So you have a training program, maybe you have a nutrition program. Hell, maybe you're working with a coach, hopefully you are, then you know what it is you're going after. You have probably talked about the exact goal you're going after. You've gotten very specific. You've started working towards it. 
you have your macros and your calories already identified. And here's something you don't know though, okay? When you look at your macros and you look at your calories, which is really just a sum up of your macros, you need to be looking at them in a like a five to seven day span. Okay, a five to seven day span, like a week, basically a week average. You want to look at the average across a week. So the reason I bring that up is because unless you are literally eating the exact same thing every single day, then you're not going to know exactly what you are eating. And it's not going to be the same every day. And it's not going to fit that macro profile the exact same every single day. So you might be over by 100 calories or over by 90 calories or under by 150 calories. And that's okay. Okay, that's okay. But if you look at the average over the course of five or seven days, and the average is where your target was, then you're doing pretty good. Okay, the time when this when this becomes a, a big deal, in other words, when it becomes a big deal that you hit every calorie and every gram of protein and every gram of carbohydrates, to a T every single day, that becomes a big deal when you are starting to compete or when you are doing something at an extremely high level of competition, whether it be posing or athleticism or a sport or something like that. That's when those things really, really, really come into play. However, for what you're doing, just general fat loss or building strength, living a fitness lifestyle, but you actually don't do this as a profession or anything, then as long as you're looking at the average over like five to seven days, you're doing great. Okay, you're doing better than 90 something percent of people, like 99% of people probably. Okay. So that being said, if you have your macros figured out and you have your calories figured out and you're operating to that, then you can do a few things that allow you to be more flexible to enjoy like the holidays or enjoy a certain event or enjoy a certain meal. Okay. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but if you are in a situation where you don't know your calories and you don't know your macros because you're not operating to a nutrition plan or a training plan, you're not working with a coach or whatever, that's fine. I have a couple things I can talk about here, but unfortunately, there's sort of one size fits all. They're sort of general. And just so you know, if I haven't made myself perfectly clear in the past or if this is your first time listening to this podcast, there is no such, hear me now, there is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all training program, and there is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all nutrition program. They do not exist. The reason they do not exist is because we are all fundamentally different at so many different levels. We have a, a high level of dynamic variability from human to human to human. Even if you take two people who are the same height, same weight, same gender, same age, same origin even, um, and you compare them, they have the same job, okay, they're going to have, very likely, they're going to have a different macro profile. They're going to have a different caloric target. They're going to have a different resting metabolic rate. They just are. That's just the way it is. That's why you need, if you haven't done this already, you need to either try and figure it out yourself, which takes a long time if you don't know what you're doing, but it can be done, or you need to have some sort of assessment, assessment made by someone who has been there, done that, who has experience. And even then, that person, that coach, or that whatever that you're working with, they're going to have to test this system. They're going to have to test this over the course of a week or two. They're just going to have to because nobody, not one person in the world, is going to be able to look at you, take your vitals, 
and tell you exactly what to eat and know that your maintenance resting metabolic rate is this and your cutting metabolic rate is this and your weight gain metabolic rate is this and your macros should be this. They're just not going to be able to do that without some testing. That's just the way it is. And testing could take a couple of weeks or whatever. And I'm going to describe that here in a minute. So if you do not know your macros and you do not know your resting metabolic rate, you start by setting a caloric target. Okay. This is how like this, if you're an ultra beginner, this is the first, one of the first things you do. You start by setting a caloric target. Okay. Honestly, again, you won't hit the exact number on the first try. So don't even stress about it. You're not going to know what it is. Nobody else is going to know what it is either. So if you're an adult, however, you should probably be somewhere between, this is just, again, very general. You need to test this. But if you're an adult, your your resting metabolic rate, like your maintenance caloric target is going to be somewhere around, I would say between 1600 and 2200 is safe. Okay. If you're a female, it's going to be on the lower end. If you're a male, it's going to be on the higher end. Okay. That doesn't mean if you're a male that your resting metabolic rate isn't 1700 calories per day because it very well could be. And if you're a female, right, it doesn't mean that your resting metabolic rate isn't 2100 calories a day. It all depends on so many things. If you're a female, but you're six, four, six foot, four inches, and you're into some kind of, I don't know, weightlifting or whatever, Olympic lifting, maybe that's your thing. You probably have a higher RMR, right? I guarantee you do actually. If you're a male, but you're five, six, five foot, six inches, five and a half feet, and you don't lift weights, but you're relatively active, right? Your RMR might be a little bit lower. Okay. And all, there's so many variables, guys. I, I can't tell you exactly what it would be. And hell, if you're super into weightlifting, you probably already know the answer to this, but you could be as high as 2,800, 3,000, very unlikely, but it depends. It depends on so many different things. So anyway, if you're just kind of like your average person, you work a job, maybe you sit half the day, maybe you're standing at the other half of the day, you don't play any high level competitive sports, you don't do any insane weightlifting, maybe just a little bit here and there, that's fine. Uh, you're probably going to fall somewhere in that range, 1600 to 2200. That's kind of like a safe range to be thinking about. Okay, but here's where the test comes in. Okay, you need to set a target. And then once you set the target, the only other thing that I always recommend beginners do is that they they aim to consume somewhere around like one gram between 0.8 and one grams of protein per pound of body weight. Okay, so you have your caloric target. That's the first thing you do, whatever it is. The second thing you do is you set your protein level to let's just round it to one one gram of protein per pound of body weight per day. Okay, there's four calories per gram of protein. So if you weigh 200 pounds, then you're going to eat 200 grams of protein, which means you're going to consume 800 calories just from protein. Okay, so whatever your caloric target is, subtract 800 from that. And then whatever's left, let's just say you set your caloric target to 2000. Okay. And you're, you're two, you weigh 200 pounds. So you're eating 200 grams of protein. So you're consuming 800 calories just from protein. So 2000 calories minus the 800 that you consume from protein. So there's 1200 calories left there. As long as you're getting those 1200 calories in, and I wouldn't even, 
I wouldn't even worry about whether they're coming from carbs or fat. Uh, I would try to split it a little bit in favor for the carbs, but I wouldn't worry about it too much. But you can basically eat kind of what whatever you want, so to speak. Is you know make good choices. Sure, try to eat whole foods, of course. But it doesn't really matter that they're that they're exact to any specific number at this point. Okay, if you have your caloric target and you're hitting your protein, the other things are less relevant. And then what's going to happen, right, is you're going to weigh yourself every single day. First thing, right after you wake up, go to the bathroom, whatever, brush your teeth, weigh yourself. And you're going to watch that weight every single day. And I would do that for five to seven days. If you see your weight starting to trend up, even if it's by like a tenth of a pound every other day or something, you're going to see your weight start to trend up or you're going to see your weight start to trend down, all right? And that will be an indication whether or not you need to increase or decrease calories depending on what you're trying to do, okay? It all depends on what you're trying to do. But that's a good, simple method to get started to trying to figure out what your RMR is and trying to figure out what your macros might be, okay? It all starts with what you think your caloric target is per day. Now, the, everyone ha- unfortunately, the RMR changes over time. It changes kind of constantly, actually, but you have what's called a maintenance caloric target. And a maintenance caloric target is if you hit it every single day, theoretically, your body won't really change in weight. You won't put on weight. You won't lose weight. You'll just kind of stay the same. Now, that's going to change over time. Constantly, your RMR changes, but the maintenance caloric target produces no weight adjustment whatsoever. So, if you happen to set a caloric target and you're hitting your protein and you're filling up the rest of the calories with whatever and your weight does not change over five or seven days, then keep it the same and watch it for another five or seven days. If it still doesn't stay the same, then you are probably very close to your maintenance caloric target. And now you'll have a really good idea whether or not you need to increase or decrease to do whatever it is you're trying to do. But here's the thing, guys. This only matters. This only works. This whole system only works if you do a couple of things, you have to be consistent every single day. You have to be consistent. You don't have to necessarily eat the exact same thing every single day, but you have to be consistent that you are getting your protein in and that you're not exceeding your calories, but you're getting very, very close to your calories. The other thing you need to remember is that you have to weigh yourself at the same time every single day. If you weigh yourself first thing in the morning one day, and then the next day you don't weigh yourself until the afternoon, You don't have comparable data to compare from one day to the next. You need to do it at the same time every single day so that you have a a comparable measurement every single day. (laughs) So I I can't tell you just how important that is. Okay, so that's the thing. You have to be consistent. You have to hit your protein. You can't exceed your calories, right? Try very, very, very hard not to exceed your calories. And then you have to weigh yourself every single day at the exact same time. And then you're going to look at it over a five or seven day span. If you still don't have results, look at it over another five or seven day span. The bigger the sample size, the more you're, the more data you're going to have, the more information you're going to have, the more you're going to understand how your body is operating. Okay, and that's just the reality. So, you know, if you if you can't get the answer in five or seven days, you will be able to get the answer over maybe fourteen days. Okay, or twenty one days maybe. But um, anyway, the reason I wanted to talk about that in this episode and give you an idea of uh, well, I guess of, of how to how to figure out how your body's working and what the numbers might be for your body is because we're coming up on the holidays 
And I want everyone to understand that it's never too late to start that process. You don't need to wait until January to start to figure out how your body is operating. You don't. Okay. So with the holidays coming up, it's a good idea to understand. I wish everybody, I wish that was taught in schools. Actually, I'm trying very, very, very hard to get to a place where I can have this whole thing part of youth academia because it needs to be. This stuff needs to be taught in schools. It's critically important that people understand how their bodies work. But anyway, with the holidays coming up, it's a good idea to understand this. So here are some tactical, practical things that I will personally be practicing. Okay. For me, it's kind of second nature now. And for the other people that I I collaborate with who are in the fitness space, they do things that are similar to this. Uh, But this is probably something new that for you anyway, that you haven't necessarily heard. Uh, But these are some things that you can do to try. Well, not even try guarantee. Actually, I will guarantee that these things will make your holidays easier and you will not lose momentum. Okay. The point of this podcast is to talk about how you will not lose momentum during the holidays. Okay. So here's a few things. One meal prep. Okay. There are plenty of days between now and New Year's when you are not going to a party. You are not celebrating anything. It's just a normal day. There might happen to be Christmas lights on trees outside or holiday lights or whatever. That doesn't mean it's just, it's not just a normal day. Okay. There's plenty of normal days. So meal prep your days, meal prep your days. Meal prep doesn't have to be, by the way, bland, unseasoned chicken with bland, unseasoned broccoli and bland, unseasoned jasmine rice. It doesn't have to be those things every single day. Meal prep can actually be done in a way where your meals that you prepare for yourself are better than most of the things you get from restaurants that you go out to for lunch, okay? Or stuff that you stop and get on the way home for dinner, right? Or stuff that you stop and get on the way to work for breakfast. You can meal prep all those things, save some money in the process, and make them delicious, honestly, in a way that like you actually look forward to it and love it. Right? That's a it can be an involved process, just understanding what to meal prep, and you kind of need to know what your calories are, and you kind of need to know what your macros are a little bit. But you can meal even if you don't know those things, you can meal prep sensibly, and uh, you can do that for food that is actually good, tasting. <laughs> so meal prep is key. So if you haven't started dabbling with that, get into that now and do that, especially on the days that you are not doing anything. You're not going out. You're not celebrating anything, right? That will make your next 60 days, your next couple months that much easier. And you'll stay that much more sane knowing that you're making good decisions for your meals outside of those events. Okay. Now, when it comes to the days where there is an event, okay, like Thanksgiving day or a Christmas party or something like that. Here's some ways that you can strategize around that so that you can enjoy that day. Specifically, eat things that you know are bad for you. Drink things that you know are bad for you. Um, First and foremost, you know what excess is and you know what excess is not. So practice not going into excess. Okay? Control is important. Control is important. You have to have control. That doesn't mean you have to take one nibble and then put everything down. Okay. But do you need four servings? Probably not. You just need to be mindful of that. Just be thinking about it. Every single time you go to fill up your plate, every single time you go to the table with the stuff on it, ask yourself, does this map to my goals? That's all you need to do. Ask yourself, does this map to my goals? Does this map to my goals? Mental satiety, by the way, which is what I 
I, 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 that's kind of how I word this, the feeling that you get when you eat something that is tastes good and kind of hits you in all the feels, but it's not really like satisfying you in a way that maps to your goals. Mental satiety, however, is real because it's something that we all need to experience because we're all human. So part of mapping to your goals might require you to eat something that is outside of your normal dietary, you know, strategy, which is fine. That's fine. Um, but you know, when you go to one of these parties or something, just ask yourself, you know, you load up your plate once. That's fine. You got to load it up again. You got to ask yourself, does this really map to my goals or can I just have one more piece of this or just one glass of that and be done? Probably you could probably do that. So control is important. Okay. But the actual strategy of how to frame the days before, during, and after that party or that event are this. Okay. I, cause I was talking about how your calories and your macros are really looked at over a five to seven day span, right? So if you come in low the day before that event, if you come in low on your numbers, come in low, basically under eat a little bit, especially on the back end of the day. So you would eat kind of normal throughout the day. And then as the day starts to taper off into the afternoon and evening under eat, under eat, under eat. So have a have a, a smaller dinner or a smaller snack in the afternoon, like by 50%, by half, and kind of under eat a little bit. So that way you end that day at a deficit, right? The other way to do that is to eat all your meals slightly reduced by like 20, 25%. So you, everything you eat during the day before this party or the day before this event, you eat less at every meal than you normally would. And you'll come in at the end of the day, probably still feeling satisfied, but you will be at a deficit, a slight deficit, okay? Then during the day of the event, during the day of the party or whatever, there's two really smart ways to approach this. One is intermittently fasting. Basically, don't eat anything or eat very, very, very little. Drink a lot of water, drink black coffee, whatever, but eat very little or nothing leading up to that event. You're not gonna die, okay? You might, you're, you might be hungry, but you're not gonna die, Maybe you snack a little bit. This is intermittent intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is, by the way, just a real quick summary, is when you only eat during a small window during the day, like an eight-hour window or a six-hour window during the day, and you eat nothing outside of that window. That's intermittent fasting. And a lot of people have had amazing success using intermittent fasting, myself included. I use intermittent fasting when I'm cutting, and I love it. Um, but anyway, if you practice intermittent fasting on the day of a party... And basically like you have the party itself and then maybe it's a three hour party and then you have a couple of hours on either side of that. That's your eating window. So that would be your intermittent fasting window. So I would intermittently fast by not eating anything during the first half of the day or whatever and then start snacking a little bit. And then when you go to the party, you can kind of eat your day's worth of calories and fat and, mac and all your macros in one sitting. And if you do that, you probably won't go over your daily intake or if you do, it'll be uh, lower, but you have a deficit carrying over from the day before. So it's okay. Then you're going to be fine. That's a way to not like exceed your numbers so dramatically that it throws you off course. And then if you absolutely have to the day, if like, if you find that you've gone way over that day, um, and it, you actually exceeded the deficit that you like the buffer deficit <laughs> that you gave yourself from the day before by under eating the day before, then under eat again, the day after. Okay, so the day before the event and the day after the event, you kind of undereat to create a deficit. And then on the day of, you intermittently fasted and really only ate a lot of stuff during that event. 
you could probably still drink the wine that you wanted and eat the cookies or whatever. I mean, your macros would be all screwed up, but if you didn't go way over on calories and you have your deficits before the day before and the day after the event, you're going to balance out just fine across that five or seven day average. Okay. That's it. That's really, it's that simple. Like that's a way, that's a really, really good, effective, efficient strategy of how to do this. And with Christmas coming up, like I'm telling you right now, even though I'm bulking, I, cause I'm bulking right now as of, you know, it's November, 2018, I'm going to want to eat certain things. I'm going to want to enjoy some holiday parties and the way to do that, even though I'm bulking, I, it's not like I have infinite calories I can consume. I'm still going to want to eat some stuff. I am going to practice the exact strategy I just gave you. I literally am going to do that. And that's one of the ways that I'm able to stay lean all year long. Okay. Is by doing that. I, you, you can practice things like that throughout the year when you have events coming up, birthday parties. It doesn't have to be just the Christmas season or the holiday season either. It can be any time of year, right? During the summer, if you go into a cookout and you know you're going to want to drink beer at that cookout and eat burgers or whatever, that's fine, okay? That's fine. Frame your week so that that is something you can integrate in and not go way over on numbers. Look at your calories and your macros in a five to seven day span and you try to average them to be whatever it is your target is. So I hope this makes sense. I know it's a little complicated if you're kind of new to macros and you're new to calories and you're new to all these numbers and things, but the system does work and it works for everybody. And you don't have to have a certain genetic makeup or a certain um, any, anything unique in order to make this work. This is just how the human body works. It's very, very, very effective. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are into fitness and exercise at least a little bit anyway. So you already have a good foundation for doing stuff like this. So with that, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode. If you could do me a favor, I would appreciate it so much. And that is actually it's two things. One tag me on Instagram, share this on your stories, tag me at gordon.light. I would appreciate that. Um, and I would love to reach out to you. If I see that tag, I'm going to reach out to you and have a conversation with you. And I would love to know more about what it is you got from this podcast that was valuable and also what your goals are. And I'd love to talk to you about that. And the other thing, if you haven't already, please go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. That is how I reach more people. That is how I educate more people on these things. That's how I provide more value to more people on a weekly basis. So, so if you could do those things, I would appreciate it more than I can express in words. So that's going to do it, guys. Thank you so much again. I appreciate it. I love you. Don't forget, train with purpose, and I will talk to you in the next episode.